Hi guys, we are back and I'm your host Matilda and Hadiza here. And Imam, <laughs> like I wasn't sure what to say. Oh, and it's Imam. <laughs> and you're listening to the African Lipso podcast. guys we are back for a new season how are you guys feeling in mama and hadiza about this new season oh i'm pretty excited for this season actually oh that was a lot of excitement exactly that was actually a lot <laughs> I of so excitement. much love it <laughs> <laughs> how about you mama i'm also pretty excited yeah i'm excited for this new season like you know i just feel like we have like a lot in store and... what is that what is that <laughs> <laughs> what is that <laughs> uh okay let me not hype us too much but i feel like you know like you know i feel like we have some pretty good, good lineup. yeah like we have a pretty good lineup and let's be honest this is like one of the first seasons where we are proper proper like in advance planning a lot of episodes so we can say this at the beginning of the of exactly the season. before it's like um uh, you know you take what you get maybe we'll have yeah. good episodes here and there but yeah we definitely do have a lot planned um yeah. for this season but how have you guys been like we've been off for like two months now it was meant to be one month and then it turned into two because of unforeseen circumstances <laughs> but yeah how have you guys been uh i barely remember the last two Madu. screaming how so? <laughs> no i mean i mean it's been okay to be honest i can say okay okay is a good way to describe it aside yeah. aside let's say you're just going to subtract everything else that has been happening so subtract the two months subtract <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you subtract everything that's been happening in the world it's been okay. Okay, like in your personal life, it's actually been pretty yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I get yeah. that. I get that. Hmm. For me, eh, this year has been, it's been like five years. To be honest. Bruh, it's Yo. been long. Do you know Bruh. that this is the same year Kobe died? Do you no, know that this is the same long. year that Third World War almost happened? Oh, no, that, 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 I can't believe that was this year. To <laughs> be honest, I can't. I, in the last month, I've forgotten that coronavirus was a thing. I know it's still happening and I'm, I am i don't mean to sound insensitive to the people that it's directly happening because uh, Corona also came around my vicinity. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, in, that was like the first month that we were off and then the second month was um, a whole different year um, because Nigeria went into revolution and that's kind of what we're talking about in this episode. I won't say revolution mm-hmm. per se, but beginning stages so get yeah so this is it's crazy like that this is one year yeah so imama yours yeah no honestly i kind of like echo that like i just feel like it's been long like the past two months um honestly i do feel like there's been a lot happening in the world and it's kind of been so it's been exhausting Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a word that i use for it like it's been exhausting we're just like everything happening in the world and yeah it's been quite exhausting but like when i have to like try to tune out and everything in my personal life um you know i've been thankful it's been it's really just been like moments of like thankfulness for me like you know just like appreciating family friends and just like thankful for like job like mm. life school things like that so i guess i guess like for me i say like the last two months have been exhausting but i've been finding lots of moments of like thankfulness yeah oh yeah. you said school is that something you want to share 
Oh, I mean, sure. I'm back in school, guys. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Mama started her master's program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still working at the same time. It's been oh my you're god. You're actually okay, doing so. quite a lot. I don't know how you're doing. Man, at the point in their life, I have to tell a story to my kids. Like I have to be able to tell them something because mm. <laughs> I feel like you know my life has just been like very, very okay. So at this point, I can be like, okay. So when I was at this age, I did my master's and I also was in school at the same time. So you know, mm. I struggled a little bit. Oh, kind of like have, the, I. Used to walk five miles exactly to mm. i have to have my own story it's your version of it yeah yeah but it's been like honestly at first it was very stressful like i just i just did not know how to get back into that whole school thing like that like the whole school vibe of like studying and like stuff like that but like recently i've definitely gotten a lot like a lot better at just like managing school and work at the same time so at first i was struggling sleeping at like 4 a.m just being very very terrible but like now i've gotten like better at like managing school managing work and i'm genuinely enjoying what i'm studying as well which is good Mm -hmm. so it's like i'm actually like okay i'm looking forward to learning this i'm looking forward to having this conversation with my prof Mm -hmm. and i also find that i don't know if it's like maybe like because i'm older now i th- I think that's it it must be because i'm older oh, she gets. <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like because i'm older like i can definitely have like more comfortable com- conversations with my profs and like mm. ask like questions and just be a lot more chill about i like, think a it's lot like more confidence in yourself because exactly. like, in undergrad we were very um very kind of like also trying to assimilate at the same time learn yeah. so it's like there were so many barriers that we had that like mm-hmm. i feel like going back for a master's now i'll know what to and what not to do you know exactly. but Imama, do you feel like it could be because it's online also maybe also make that mm. also kind of makes it a little easier honestly i mean so like being online I, I don't know that it makes it easier i feel like mm-hmm. it makes so it makes balancing masters and work easier definitely mm-hmm, yeah. but i don't know that it makes the actual master's program easier i do feel like if it was actually in person it will be easier just because i would have peers to like actively talk to and i'll be able to generate like more of like connections with people mm-hmm. and like you know just like see them in person i feel like there's something about like seeing somebody in person constantly and like asking questions or just being in their presence mm-hmm. that like just builds a connection so that you're able to be more free with them makes sense than like on online where it's like their only calls ever made when it's like oh we have a meeting set up or something like that yeah so i mean i feel like honestly being online doesn't help with making connections but it definitely helps with like making it easier to balance school and work so mm-hmm. that's good i'm definitely thankful for that but um yeah i mean all in all i've been enjoying school like i know it sounds like such a weird nerdy thing to say but i've actively been enjoying school and um I've been enjoying my profs and my classes and I feel like my profs genuinely care mm-hmm. about like my learning and I don't know it's been it's been an interesting process like you know something to write about write home about that's what they say write home about yes yeah <laughs> that's pretty but, good that's pretty good. yeah that's just been it for me Yo, that that sounds good, honestly. Um, it's it's nice to see that like uh, the world is still moving despite this year. And like honestly, we're almost at the end. Huh. It's November. But I just when you say we're almost at the end, it just kind of sounds so scary. Like we're almost at the end of the world. Yo, this year was. I saw a tweet. Someone said this year is what we thought 2012 would be, and like I was like retweets because I feel like everybody thought the year was the world was going to end. I know the world didn't end this year. Anyways, we still have November and December. I think at this point, but if the world was ending this year, people would be like, okay, yeah, they they won't be surprised. Like I guess, I guess if it's going to end, it's just going to 
end. But yeah, okay. One of the big things that happened while we were on a break is the NSARS um, movement came to life and the protests. Um, and it was very crazy because it was like the moment we decide to take a break is when Nigeria decides <laughs> to, to do its thing. And it's crazy because even in our last episode, we were talking about how... Because um, Larry proper called me and he was like, remember when I said, um, <laughs> what are go past Gary? I mean, what is that the term he said? And he was like, remember I told you, I was like, I guess, I guess you were right, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, like, and it's nice to see like Nigerians still have hope. Um, so I mean, I can give a brief backstory. I feel like if you guys have been paying attention, if you're not under a rock, you probably have heard about this. So I feel like there's no need to really recount exactly what's been happening because if you listen to podcasts that we're on, also while we were off, they've probably narrated the story to you. But in summary, we took NSARS from the Twitter streets to the actual streets. So I think what had happened was that um, the first week in October, um, there was like a video of a man being pushed out of a moving SARS car or something like that in Ugeli in Delta State. And I think it kind of went viral. And then like some people in Lagos were just like, no, we have to take to the streets. So like October 8th, people just poured out into the streets and it just started growing bigger and it went worldwide and everyone was protesting, basically just being like, enough is enough, really. And like asking the government to end SARS and they told us they ended SARS but we now know that's a lie because even after all that has happened I've been seeing videos going around of like SARS back on the streets sorry Matilda can you just quickly say what SARS is because I mean like I know people should yeah, know but like just sure. just quickly say what they are yeah so they're just a special um, department of the um, Nigerian police force called the the special anti-robbery squad that's what SARS stands for and they've basically been terrorizing Nigerians since 1992 which is when they were formed so yeah that's basically what SARS is and um, we all know that the police has a problem police generally but we're like and sorry let's talk about police reform but they are finding it so hard to do we asked them generally for five things and um, a lot of the adults were talking about how um, adults <laughs> did I, I actually say adults, adults? No, 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 no 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 it's just i'm just i'm just really like laughing at the fact that somehow nigerian politicians were able to frame the conversation in an adult versus, versus children, versus children. children. Yeah. As in, we are the adults you are the children and apparently desmond elliot is one of the adults yeah. <laughs> and he said he's an adult and also but he's also a youth yes <laughs> That's my Somehow he's both. How Somehow he's both. When you think about it, in all of this, mm-hmm. what what classifies think about, you? Think about sake. it. He's 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 um he's in the state of assembly, right? Think about all the babas. He's um. It's true. Babas and mamas. He's of, of course he's probably a young a young lad as compared to that. As compared but to no, them. seriously, can <gasps> Imama since you're the resident English, it's so funny because I was literally googling it. Yeah, I was literally googling it because all of a sudden everybody's a youth. Honestly, we actually like we need to break this down because. Like since these people are using us for what they call it, children. They're using us for. Uh, <laughs> okay, so as the resident English teacher, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so essentially, first of all, youth is like the period between childhood and adult age, and <laughs> <laughs> so between childhood and adult age, and I think they said that UN classifies youth. They actually, so it looks like there are like two classifications. So the UN classifies youth between fifteen to twenty-four, but it can oh. also be classified between fifteen to thirty. Too, but then the African the African Youth Charter is actually between fifteen to thirty five. Okay, but okay. that's my illness is forty six. So. <laughs> 
so I guess once you pass 35, you are not a youth anymore. Yes, so is a young lad. Even that 35 <laughs> is is large. Yeah, Kelleg. It, yeah, it has Kelleg because really and truly it's 15 to 24 that WHO and UN said. But you know. That's you how know. he came out with apology and he said, being a youth. I said, oh? Apology and tears. <laughs> you are? <laughs> Honestly, Nigerians, are, honestly, they've really taken us on a cruise. Yo. Like, this past two months has, it's been like a reality show. It's been funny. <laughs> no, it's so crazy because it's like, I feel like it's it's not been funny, but it's been funny. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just been like, it's like, bro, it's like, like what? literally just looking like, is this our life? Like, is, is this, like, it? is this real? Yeah. Like, you're just thinking like, this cannot be real. But at the same time, you're just like, I cannot not laugh at this. Like, it, I it, yeah. not. It forces you to, like, it kind of puts you in this position where you can't take the country seriously, even though serious things are happening. Really, really serious things Exactly. Are yeah, like, yeah. How can, like, how can they hold, okay, I'm going back to this one because I just found him really <laughs> funny. So he said, he said, oh, he's so shocked that the children are cursing in his comment section that he said the culture is dying he said that the culture I'm like sir so what's happening I said what it's it's really a lot like and it's not even that I mean like it's been funny but let's also acknowledge because okay so we were all protesting right and then what basically brought a halt or a stop to the protest um, at least in Nigeria was on October 20th um, as you guys also probably know the army was basically sent to kill people so although it's funny we have to also acknowledge the people in Lekki and also around Nigeria even mm-hmm. currently that are being killed and have been killed over this cause where mm-hmm. we're just asking to live huh. so like imagine that irony you yeah. know so it's very serious in fact we were asking Buhari to come out and talk and he finally did um, you it's know really what? funny it's so crazy because when people were asking Barry to talk, I was like, "You should not allow this man to talk." <laughs> I said, "You people should let this man not talk because where he talks is going to be worse." And that's literally what happened. And it was. Yeah. It literally was worse. Like Buhari came and opened his mouth, wow, and it just became worse. He said our like, silence, uh, be our slowness or silence was taking us weakness. I said, "Wow." He basically came to threaten us. That's what he. Wow. He said, he said um, military, but making democracy. He said, exactly. He said, um, he said you people should mind your business. Everybody else. Outside Nigeria, bro. Yeah, that's exactly like what that, he said. No, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make our narrative because yeah, that's what he said. But yo, I and Hadiza were talking about it before we came on. Like the different narratives that people have created about what happened in Lekki on uh, October twentieth. Yo, what is that? Like, no, Nigerians are too quick to believe conspiracy theories. No, but the thing is that when I was having a conversation with someone that truly, truly believes that. It was a const like people are lying. Oh my god, the people, people actually believe, believe that. Yeah, no, Mama, no, 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 wholeheartedly. I had an argument. It was an adult with by somebody. Since we are doing, um, I'm actually sure. As an adult children, adult children, adult okay. versus children. No, this one was a child. Okay. So, so, the, so the, the 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 um the belief system doesn't doesn't have age limit. Apart, child starts for, for from forty six. According to that's what Elliot. Yeah. So, so yeah, like this guy said the military shooting was was doctored as I in said, the videos i said they were kind of like the videos. army when they said fake news i said it would but there were they videos said, um, i can't like i'm actually they used shocked. photoshop no i'm actually shocked at that because to me it's just like i don't know it's just i didn't know that people actually believe that i literally know but let it was me just people in the government that Mm-mm. believed it i didn't know that actual Mm-mm. you know 
citizens. Says, no, citizens. So. Let me summarize the conversation wow. I had with a Nigerian adult. So I, I was explaining... Nigerian adult. <laughs> I, that is in Nigeria, by the way. And I was explaining that Agio is crazy, the lucky mascot. The person was like, okay, I'll stop you there. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> so I, see, I understand that like it's a very bad thing. So the person is still on the side that like, why was the military um, deployed on a peaceful protest? That doesn't make any sense. So that being said, they don't understand the amount of of fake news that's being um, circulated that they are saying 78 people were killed. He believes that there's only two people that were killed. I was like, okay, yes, but the witnesses that were actually there said they saw dead people and them carrying dead bodies. He said they were lying. Oh. I said, ah, <laughs> the witnesses are lying. You that you went there, you're the one that knows the absolute truth. She gets. And I was just quite shocked. I, I did understand it because we all watched it on Instagram Live. I don't know if they know how IG Live works because you actually cannot edit those videos. And like, all the evidence like even if you're not there because okay someone i listened to a podcast and they were like the conclusions should be left to people to conclude what they want to conclude but the facts are there right like we have all the facts like the thing that the nigerian government missed out this time is that especially in lekki a lot of people are going to cover this on media so like you can come out and tell us all these things but um the truth is that it was covered Mm -hmm. and so the facts are still there Mm -hmm. so i'm saying Oh, you have all the evidence, the videos. You have people that were actually there. All the witnesses that were there are saying that people died. Three, you have um, videos of the army people leaving the barracks and actually approaching there. Four, you have people that are going missing, that have gone missing now. Because the person brought up the fact that, okay, then why have people not come out saying that my friend was there and he was shot and he died? Like, why has no one come out to claim this was someone personal to me and they died? I'm just like, okay, but the facts remain there. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. A lack of people coming out could be as a result of so many things. Mm -hmm. So many. So it's just, I understand the stance of, I don't know the truth until I see all the facts, like every single fact. But then why do you feel so strongly then that is fake news? And I feel like even like, even that idea or that mindset that I don't know the truth until I see all the facts, it doesn't make sense because it's never possible. You can never have all the facts. Like literally there's always going to be something missing. So you have to like, judge for yourself okay with the facts that i haven't presented is this true enough yeah like that's literally like that's literally what it is it's like it might not be 78 people it might be 76 people but that does not make it any like do you get it could be 76 it could be it could be 80 it might not be 78 you can say okay it might not be 78 it might be a large number of people but it's like you just have to judge for yourself with all the truths that i have all the facts that i have does that ring true enough for me Mm -hmm. or like you know is it false or whatever yeah. like you have to judge for yourself because i just feel like all oh, this like this narrative like with everybody going around saying or well, i mean i didn't even know everybody was going around saying that i really just thought it was the government and for me with the government doing it I yeah just but the, it was there's a reason they are their... doing it because some people will be gullible enough to take that information that's at the end so of crazy the day. to me i literally you know did that not know traditional that media were... is not 
it's not what we're really seeing. Sure, we're seeing Arise TV and like some of channels reports, but like a traditional media was not covering a lot of things from the protests and even in the aftermath yeah, of it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I saw a, I don't know how true this is, but I kind of, I saw a document that stated that, you know, the government was kind of issuing a kind of statement to um, these traditional media houses saying that the national they should, bro- broadcasting they should not, um, yeah. they should, re- they should air towards the side of peace. Yeah. And like it, it basically, don't paint the government in a bad yeah, light, basically. basically. So they are threatening them, basically, not to release the truth if it paints the government in a bad light. Mm-hmm. And that is actually so crazy to me. Yeah, so we are on Twitter and we are seeing news that makes that's actually covering the truth. But these older Nigerians are consuming, basically, what is being fed to them, mm-hmm. which is, to be honest, half-truths. And it's really sad to see, honestly. But again, I don't want it to make... This fight is actually not an adults versus children or adults versus youth thing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to me that we've made this narrative. They have made Um, the narrative. Yeah, people have made this narrative that it's like youth, about youth. Yes, it's about youth because at the end of the day, the people in governments they really shouldn't be there they're old and stuff and they're not capable more importantly they're not capable so Mm -hmm. they shouldn't be there Mm -hmm. so yeah um so then the covid19 palliative saga okay (sighs) yeah it's so So wicked it's It's so wicked it's like literally it's so oh no i feel like you know I, so i have to a theory on, on why they were keeping it exactly <laughs> to release on their birthdays and also like to release like whenever they go back to go and compete for elections or whatever it is so that would be their oh, okay like let me um i'm like you know i have all this food for my people like you know my people which is what starving. they do during elections worry, they exactly buy people's votes but yeah. now this time instead of buying their votes with their with their own money for it's like wow food, this can subsidize exactly yeah. they're like wait so there's wisdom in this let me you know mm. use what kind the of palliatives but it's so like it, oh it's so and like add, like it's so wicked to me to add like insults to everything they now sent a military the same military who have become the house boys and house girls of <laughs> the keeper of the government they sent them to, to or they were trying to investigate um the people who took the palliatives took it from the the warehouses yeah. in certain states as well yeah i think the the saddest thing was just like the videos coming out from just did Yo, you guys see that they were swarming like, people no honestly it's like like and i feel like that's why to me like this whole thing is just so wicked because it's like people literally starved through that covid period like yeah. people starved like people died like it was like people did not die from like obviously people died from covid in nigeria but like like it some was people also from died hunger. from hunger yeah so it's just so crazy how the people literally every day dying from hunger like they're starving like you literally see i saw this picture of this man like holding his child and then like holding like a box of indomie that he had gotten from struggling um from the palliative fights or whatever it is and to me it's just so crazy because it's like people are literally they're going there to feed like to feed their family like literally like they could not feed their family like this one is dragging his what barely clothed child mm-hmm. and holding indomie and you can tell that this was what, maybe their food. <laughs> you can tell that this is maybe like their food 
for like the next month and it's just so crazy like it's it's indomie guys it's indomie <laughs> the government in Oshu said that they were saving it until the private sector people that gave them the the food give them like gave them a go ahead they were basically telling us that they had not gotten the go ahead to distribute this food keep in mind that covid started in march this is november uh, at that point in time end of october so at that point in time they don't want to distribute the food they don't and it's quite obvious that they don't because why why are people dying and you are saying you are waiting for the go ahead yeah what was this food intended to do save people from dying and people are dying and you are saying you're waiting for and i know it's a lie because as of the 24th sokoto started this distributing their palliatives of course mm-hmm. because i of guess course, like they saw the violence in other yeah. states and, and they didn't stuff, want and they it didn't didn't want it to happen it's like did you did you even see of the lady yeah. that literally she packaged it and she was giving it out on her birthday it's the woman from that we Honorable saw at the yeah. that woman yeah the woman that said that uh, the youth are on drugs <laughs> exactly <laughs> who's on drugs now Who's acting it's like so crazy. It's, I, 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 no, honestly, for, I feel like things like this, it literally leaves me in shock. Like, I can't, I don't think I can actually wrap my head around this, like, for me personally, because I cannot understand it. Like, I really and truly cannot understand it. This is like how you can be, be so had. wicked. It's a conversation to be had because I feel like something about getting into government and having power makes you be able to rationalize it. Because I think us not being able to understand how people go there and become so evil is a problem. Because we need to be able to understand, like, because they've been able to rationalize it. They are human beings just like us. Like, someone was telling me that, um, because we were in a prayer group and stuff like that, and they were like, we also need to pray about systems and stuff because those people that we are protesting against were once protesters as well. Do you get what I mean? Like, it is people that also believe they could never be in that position, that are in that position right now. So it's something about the system. So I feel like we should, not that we should, it's not irrational. Like that's, I don't know if it's, it's irrational, but it's the fact that it's able to be rationalized by them means it's a system problem. I don't get it. Like, I, I like, you know, because what? look at Sega links. Like, did we ever expect this? No, okay, see, but the thing is that I feel like with the whole Sega links thing, like I don't have all the information, but with the information that I have, I like so I feel like as much as I definitely do not agree with the way he has moved, I can rationalize it a little bit. How I can sit down and I can probably be like, but Sega like, links is I, not in government. Do you know? No, it's true. So like, this so like, man that we had, that I'm trying to say does. that he, this man he showed his colors now, right? Mm-hmm. But this man could have continued for however long until he got in government and became just like every other one of the people, like every other person that's in government right now. Do you get what I mean? I get what you mean. We so need I guess to like stop without, being with like, him just being out of government, he's already doing all of this. Yeah, like so it's it's like it's like who do we trust because i mean later in this episode we're going to talk about you know 2023 elections and stuff like that but we need to stop making the same mistakes that we've been making as a country because we've seen people that we we thought we could trust come into like i read somewhere that they said nigerians elections are just like gambling and like we basically blindly um toss the coin into the air and see like if this person is going to lead us and then we have to wait another four years and in, in buhari's case eight years to see the country change where he has already brought us back by like so so much basically Mm -hmm. so it's like 
instead of being like, this is so wicked, look at them and protest and stuff. What is it about the system that is making this happen? And how do we avoid it from happening? I think it's jazz, personally. Madu. <laughs> if you ask me, I think it's jazz. Because that's actually the only way I can rationalize it. Exactly. Wait, who's There's doing jazz the jazz? Rock. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. It's inside the rock, she gets. So it's like, all, think... all the House of Assemblies, too. Yes. Exactly. So uh, it's like once you get into government, there's something mm. inside that rock. It's like they it's giving me it's giving me a Kunlea for Lion movie. It's giving me a Kunlea for Lion movie. Nigeria is giving me those vibes, you know. It's giving me those vibes. Yeah, like Kunlea for like you know like figurine type stuff. Where it's like is it jazz? Is it not? Shake it. So that's what it's giving me. How many years of? But this is more than figurine. At least there was five years of enjoyment. No, that's that's what I'm saying. There was a time that one of our leaders said that Nigeria had so much money that they didn't even know what to do with it. I forget. Remember that was our years. Those were our years of prosperity. Okay, so exactly. now, when, when, so well, now, exactly. <laughs> See, but the thing is that you know how I'm figuring they were not sure if it was jazz or not. That's exactly what this is. So I think it's something in that rock mm. that is that it's is true. Because it. have we ever been in Asura? Think about it. Have think, we ever seen? About it. We've only seen what they show us of Asura. We've only seen it. We've never been there. Mm. So maybe once you've been step, to Parliament, said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Asso Rock. Bam. Mm. Mama, it's you get points. About, honestly, mm. I do this thinking sometimes. Mm. I do do it. Maybe you but should yeah. be one of our government people. Maybe. Perchance. Since you know that there's jazz, you maybe know, you'll be able to fish maybe, it out. Exactly. Mm. Fish, and like, as a prayer warrior that I am, mm. I can also overcome shake it. Oh, mm, mm-hmm. So I Mama think... for president 2023. <laughs> or maybe, what's four years plus? Four plus four, five, six, seven. 2027. Maybe that time you'll be ready. Maybe that time I'll be ready. I'll mm. have read all the government policies yeah mm. but you know i just wanted to say something real quick about the whole palliative thingy so yeah. um the covid palliative thing first of all it's so the reason why it was also so crazy to me was because it was actually the private sector like it was yeah, not that donated thing. it yeah donated and i don't know if you guys know but like literally they raised up to 30 billion naira mm-hmm. to donate all of that like not all of i mean all of that and then some and like you know some other like medical stuff and stuff like that so it's so crazy that literally all of that is 30 billion naira plus like 30 billion not from the not from the government not from the government private (laughs) but from private so it's so it's like literally the people have raised money to help the people yeah and the government, the government that was up. meant to raise the money, even the government that was literally was meant to be the ones doing this, literally just mess it up. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to just like test that and get to give people more concept. Talking, like, they have no power when it comes to making decisions <laughs> like this. Like that someone, someone who said, who said beyond my power. See, someone who said he didn't he he doesn't have power over military does, but yet yeah, the one who asked military to enforce the um Coffee. Or no, but I heard that he actually doesn't have powers to control. He doesn't the military, the military but yeah, because the military but, is federal. That's but, what I heard though. But who switched off the lights? Who turned off the billboards? Who took out the cameras from the um toll gates? Mm-hmm. Questions. Question. Because la, um, Bu- Buhari is the one. Shalom, Fashola. Okay, why was Fashola throwing handkerchief on on those things as if like we have like a forensic lab in Nigeria that's going to test the fingerprint? Important. Honestly, so many so many important questions. This I can actually write a book is on these questions. Me reality TV vibes, and I've mm-hmm. had enough. Actually, it's giving me clear for Liar plus BB Niger. Yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, like, so that's no. it's just been really crazy with that. And like, I mean, like recently we've also had the whole thing with Desmond Elliott. I have a question. 
Um, because I was kind of aware when Desmond Elliott was being voted into the House of Reps. Mm-hmm. But now that I've actually started hearing him talk, I'm just like, who voted an actor into Did House he, of it Reps? Was his primary reason to kind of improve Nollywood? Is that why he wanted to go into the House of Pollywood? Why don't like, you? I have no idea. Why don't you um, do that from not the House of Reps? I don't, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I don't know if that's the reason why he joined House because of Reps or you anything. Are, but you are representing a whole constituency. It's not only Nollywood you are going yeah. into. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, you said, okay, so you said who voted this one earlier in. I feel like it might be, I don't know. I remember when he was running, but I didn't really pay attention because i was like i don't know anything about nigeria politics that's what i'm saying but i didn't really pay attention but i think maybe he was voted in based on as far people know his face as far popularity yeah because like that could really be a reason why he was voted in because it's like i mean i don't like it kind of makes sense though it's like ah, this one a fine face you know we know him desmond is a nice boy he used to act the Roman role. He's a nice person. <laughs> so let me vote him in, like, type thing. So that really yeah. could have been why he was voted in. Yeah. And, like, and also, like, I feel like it's a thing where people do not necessarily even really know what the House of Reps people do. Who's he represent? Ding, 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 ding. Um, exactly. That's, that is my true Larry, by the so way. So it's like, they um, don't really know what they do. So it's like, sure, I guess. If he's running, uh, he's my ding, person, ding, I guess. Ding. That You hit the nail <laughs> on the head because the truth is, um, when I was doing research for this episode, I, I was like, because a lot of people are actually talking about recalling um him and the other people that were talking rubbish because what had happened <laughs> is there were videos from the, um what they call it, the Lagos States. Um, what, what is it that they do? I don't know why you're asking me. Give me because... <laughs> The thing is that at the Lagos State House of Assembly, they were having one of their um, speeches. Conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Conversations. Obviously, there's a lot. But like, after lot watching there. it and watching everybody spill rubbish, a lot of people were like, okay, guys, let's talk about how we can recall these people because obviously they don't know what they're doing there. And we've seen... Because this whole NSARS thing has become very political. It was, it was always political because there was a backdrop of we are tired and our mumu don't do, like generally, but we'll start with NSARS and then move with other things. So although the massacre thing has brought people off the streets, people are just more politically aware now. So obviously they've, they've been doing this for years. They've been saying rubbish in the House of Assembly for years, but it's like now we are watching. And then we, once we started watching, we realized what the heck is this? It's crazy how they actually pay these people. Like, it's, they're oh not doing it for volunteer. Gosh, it's not they don't a volunteer thing. It's <laughs> not volunteer. They pay them heavy. That's so crazy. It's so crazy to imagine going to House of Assembly. Have you seen those House of Assembly videos where they fight? The guy that passed out and they were trying to open uh, his eye. No, I think that was what in was House that? of Assembly. I think what that was, that? was the NDDC guy. Okay, that was in, that the, was in House um, of Assembly? No. Oh, okay. the guy that they were questioning for oh um, join man oh, yeah join. it wasn't the, but they, they're in the government they pay them bro like they go there sit down and then nothing yo so, uh, so i guess it was after that yeah, yeah. that i was like okay desmond elliott i was doing the connections in my brain said desmond elliott actor house of assembly <laughs> How did he get there? Because I remember when he got there, but I didn't pay attention. And I realized what it is. It's that we don't even really know what the House of Assembly is. Because if we understood the gravity of the power these people have, we would not vote people. No, but the thing is, as an actor right okay let me let me say yeah rationalize it because (laughs) it doesn't matter even if he's an actor 
right? Um, the idea is if he's okay, so he's representing uh Surulere, right? That's what you said. He's yes, yes. So if the, the constituents voted him in, the idea is that okay, this is an actor, maybe he's if he was very involved in the community, was he? he? I don't know. Wait, so if he was involved <laughs> in the community before, he was uh, acting, then go <laughs> 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 ahead. Then oh I guess acting is called Imagine if the people who voted him in well, or the, it's more like oh okay he knows what real life is because his movies are what oh, Nigeria real life I'm is screaming. like so okay See, no matter how you rationalize it it's just because he's an actor that yeah honestly yeah I feel yeah, like it's definitely because he's an actor because like I, like you said like people do not know what they do in that place I feel like, like if they actually knew what they did I feel like people would pay more I attention like the House of Assembly should be filled with more you know these activists um, who are actually more involved in the community exactly. should be the kind of people who are okay well representative do you guys even know the what voices. they do because first exactly. yeah. don't know what they do so okay so what had happened is while I was playing the episode I was like okay we have a reactionary reactionary nature because now we're thinking of how to recall him but to start with do we even know what they do mm-hmm. and like how do we avoid this from happening again so I looked at like you know what exactly the um, House of Assembly does what and I, I was like shit man why have why am I 20 whatever I am and I don't mm, know this <laughs> so <laughs> um, so basically the Nigerian um, federal legislative bodies which is the people that make our law I hope you know law law that's what Desmond Elliott is doing I hope so that's so they're making our laws. They are basically editing the constitution. They yeah, have okay. the power to. The so there's two chambers, right? There's the Senate's House and there's the House of Representatives, which is what Desmond Elliott is part of. Mm-hmm. So in total, there's 360 members of the House of Representatives mm-hmm. and there's 109 members of the Senate. Mm-hmm. So the Senate has an equal amount of numbers of senators per state, mm-hmm. but the constituencies, they have an equal amount of people in each constituency like ra- basically. ratio wise in terms of the amount of um so the amount of representatives in relation to the amount of people in the constituents is that what you're saying yeah okay so it's like you know how i said um the senate has like an equal amount of senators in every state so yeah it's not the same in the um house of reps because some states have more people than others others so do you rationed, get what i mean yeah so some, I think the House of Representatives, like it might not be equal in some states based on the population. Yeah, of that the makes states, sense because they're meant to be a voice for the people. Especially. Exactly, exactly. One of their duties basically is to propose laws. And then once everybody agrees on that law, like both houses have to. So the Senate House has to agree that this bill makes sense. And then they transfer it to the um, the other house. And if the other house also agrees that this bill makes sense, they send it to the president. Sorry, what's the other house again? So there's so the Senate and then the House of Representatives. They're the mm, ones that make okay. up the House of Assembly. Right, mm. which is our legislative body, body basically. Madu, all this while I thought House of Assembly was the from House of Reps. No, mm. amazing. So House of Assembly is the everybody blank term. Everybody together. is everybody, and then there's the House of Representatives, know. and then there's. Wait, sorry, did they teach us this in civics, or did I miss? My dear, I think they taught us, but us for whatever it. reasons, I don't. I didn't. It didn't stick. No, it's it's a memorization thing. I'm sure. Did I actually, actually didn't understand? Yeah, it's true. Actually, maybe we crammed it. Too. Yeah, it was a maybe we crammed because I don't know, but I really can't not remember this at all i can't remember it at all i'm pretty sure they taught us i just no, think did. that because the way the nigerian she will account for this 
<laughs> that was our social studies teacher. Did they teach us in primary school? I'm not sure actually. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I actually don't think we should be taught that in primary school. I think it's more of like yeah, I think it was school. secondary school uh, that they sense. taught us. But, but basically, yeah. So like, so bills are basically a proposition for a law. That means Desmond Elliot and his cohorts can propose <laughs> a bill, and if they agree and they send it to the Senate, those ones are not serious too. They agree and they send it to Buhari who's also an idiot, also agrees it can pass as a law, by the way. Oh, wait. So, Buhari has to agree. Hey, I said agree. agree. Yeah? Mm. So, Buhari has to agree. I think he has to agree, but there's also um, certain, there's certain processes where they can override his decisions, basically. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, because at, the Senate is meant to be the checks and balance for the presidency. Mm-hmm. Do you get what mm. I mean? But even them have issues so at the end of the day we are being governed by general incompetence mm, okay makes sense. she'll get interesting so everybody that <laughs> governs us is rubbish Mm. this is actually very interesting information i'm actually looking looking forward to um so i know files are saying that he's going to try to do like a i think said a weekly know your constitution he, yeah, yeah know your constitution so i'm actually oh looking God. forward to that because i feel like there's a lot that i i really so honestly i don't think i'm like a person that is really interested in policy like that yeah, but yeah. i know that it's something that i should be interested in because it actively affects lives so it's something that i'm trying to become more interested in yeah and like so i feel like but i feel like for me i just need it broken down to me like i'm a child yeah. like break this thing down to me because all this like all these big big words or all this like every single time somebody explains to me how when the US election like works vilify. and how it's not exactly mm-hmm. or how even like the US elections or like the Canada elections how they work and how it's not based on like popularity votes yeah. but it's based on oh no there's just different and like all these of... things yeah it just yeah. it confuses me I'm just like breaking it down to me like I'm a child and what's broken out to me I feel like I can actually kind of follow it so it's actually yeah. I, I don't know I'm actually really really looking for to that. and like anybody else that has like something like that that is definitely like educative on our government or mm. our constitution like people should like it's now now's the time to start putting those things out there yeah. so people like start you know following and knowing these things in preparation for 2023 mm-hmm. and even if we can even make it happen before 2023 we absolutely move um the but... time to actually do it is now yeah. like the importance for example of knowing what we just discussed is we need to understand that Buhari is not our only problem and grassroots politics really really matters that's why I'm asking how the heck Desmond Elliott even got into our the thing is um, a lot of those people so a lot of those house of um, representative people essentially um, you know because a couple of years ago actually I think it's really good that Files is you know trying to get people to be more involved with their constituencies because what happens with the house of representatives is a lot of times they are elected by the people right to represent them but they don't and they hold a council meetings every like so often you're supposed to have it regularly but a lot of those people actually don't show up for the the constituency meetings to kind of hear people out mm-hmm. or they might hold we it like once a year now. and stuff like that but like okay for example you're saying fire them but then the process of recalling a house of representative is not easy like it was going around like once we saw Desmond Elliott say things about um you know what he doesn't know we're like ah, how do we fire this guy he's saying rubbish get him out of there but it's not easy because there's six steps to basically um recall a senator or a house of rep person and one of them is that one third of the registered voters in the constituency need to sign a petition who even knows who's registered to vote 
how do we know? Do you get what I mean? There's mm. no there's no database showing the amount of people that are registered in a constituency. It's not just like anybody can sign. You have to be registered to vote. You need your PVC. So even that, INEC doesn't have a database. So how do I know what is one third? Mm-hmm. of the register. INEC doesn't have a database. My dear, now so we see him. Oh my gosh. I'm so, actually, I'm and actually even exhausted. If they do, it's just not um, like, it's not probably not up to date. It's not reliable. That kind of thing. So it's like, yes, like we have laws because this is from the 1999 constitution, but the systems don't allow those laws even be possible. Do you get what I mean? So it really matters when you go out to vote. And in FK and Jola's podcast, they said, if your votes don't matter, because a lot of people say your vote doesn't matter, then why are they trying to steal your ballots? Why are they trying to steal votes and stuff? It does matter. Like, even though there's breaks in, like, in the chain of action and stuff like that, your vote does matter. We need to know these things ahead of 2023. And... Sorry, yeah, go ahead, Imama. You about I was going to ask a quick question. What, what are the steps to impeach a president? Just asking, just thinking, just think. I don't think the regular people can do that. I think it has to be people in this in the House of Assembly. Okay. So do you now see how everything is a ripple effect? Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, so Man. if the people in the House of Assembly are actually representing us, they would represent our interests, but right now they are not. There's a very big disconnect, even at the grassroots, (laughs) even at the grassroots level. Say that? No, I said there's a very big disconnect, even at the grassroots level. Level, exactly. So So, um, when this episode drops, someone sent me the people in the House of Assembly and their numbers. Uh So know your constituency to even start with and please call them. So it's senators in Nigeria and their contact information. It's a Google Drive link. So I'm going to share that. That's really Um, nice. I was talking... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you were talking? I was just going to say, like, I was talking to my dad about, like, you know, this whole thing and, like, you know, he was giving me... I was a wonderful smart man. He was giving me, like, you know, (laughs) ideas and, like, you know, just, like, all these things of, like... Because I was like, oh, you know, people in like we're trying to also see what we can do from here like you know yeah. with regards to looking towards the 2023 election and stuff like that and he's like you know we should even see if we can find a way i know we're all trying to say okay we'll go back we'll go back to nigeria and vote but he's like we should see if we can find a way to vote i know i say find a way and abroad that's whatsoever. but to vote from here like huh? can we no huh? like because no cc i mean huh? i know that it's a it's a it's going to be a long exhausting huh? process but if you actually like how think if, about if it they don't create that infrastructure so like i mean like that's what i mean like if we can maybe like i don't know i don't like, think bully is. them or whatever yeah. it is no, no, no. Like, i think it's a bad idea <laughs> let me tell you why i think it's a bad idea why i think we need to fix the government before we get to that point because wait just wait but let, me just, everybody, Imama, let okay. me just let me just land and oh, yeah, tell sorry. you why because okay. if they can manipulate physical ballots and votes, what do you think they can do with electronic voting? I just feel like they're going to forge numbers and they, they can do it easily. I just, I personally think it's a bad idea. Because and with like, with physical ballots, like we actually, there's always reports of like, they sent thugs or something. Apparently thugs and hoodlums has been the word of this month. <laughs> but um, they sent basically people to steal the ballots and that's something you can report. How do you report that? 
they have but you know what i feel I, okay so it doesn't have to be electronic or we can what what if if we mail it to the like the nigerian embassy and then they send it no i mean so like i mean so i fully understand that there's going to be like there's going to be so many issues with it like i can actually already see the like list of issues that could arise from that but i feel like i don't know exactly like you know thinking about creating such a system because because we are so like we are so many in the diaspora like we are so many in the diaspora that i feel like and obviously not everybody's going to be able to go back and vote so i feel like if in the diaspora we had the opportunity to vote because literally in fact from the whole nsars movement and the way people were given like the monies that were being get like that was being poured in the way like people in the different nigerian diasporas like different nigerian like the nigerians in different cultures of the world how they came and they stood up and they stood together with nigeria i feel like it was just such a show of force yeah. that i feel like the diaspora has such an effect and like I don't know that that effect is fully being felt because we are so like just just because we are far away so i feel like if we can do things or if like that, that's why i said bully like if we can do something to have those structures be put in place where we can where our voices can be heard from here our voices can be heard and acknowledged from here like yeah. and it could be really just like bullying our embassy to see to talking to the nigerian government see if there's a way to allow us to vote from here or just something like i don't know what it is mm-hmm. like but just something to make it easier or okay you know what let's say not even votes but get our pvcs from here yeah like you know something you know that's something like, we can do um exactly that makes sense we started a slack group for nigerians in canada and you can jo- join we're gonna drop the link w- once we drop this episode look out on our instagram and our twitter it's for nigerians in canada ahead of the 2023 election so right now we've um we're talking to like an ngo in nigeria that has a campaign to basically get as many people to register to vote and to vote so we're seeing what we can do from here in Canada. And that is a very good suggestion, for instance, because um, during and it's something I wanted to talk about, the protests that we had here in Ottawa, we basically bullied the High Commission here in Ottawa to give us updates and everything. And while it was very, very annoying yesterday, someone brought it to my attention that they have now started posting weekly updates on the NSARS oh, movement. Mm. Um, it took us going there and disturbing them for weeks, mo- for weeks, multiple times. In fact, the last time we went there was very, very annoying because the Nigerian Association in Canada, this, um, sorry, in Ottawa, decided to run it and they weren't listening to the people. They were just doing their own thing. And then when we oh, were really? trying to express, oh one. my gosh, I, I really want to just you guys about that protest. Please, because after. The last, it was, yeah, it, it was a mess. Like, it seemed like after the Lekki massacre, a lot of people have fallen to different ends of what it means to move forward from here. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Because a lot of us, it shocked us. Like, I think a lot of us in our generation, the youth, as they say, we, we haven't experienced, we haven't experienced this. A lot of us, came into age post-1999 under the guise of democracy. And let's be honest, the military has still been killing people even in this democracy and it's been going Mm -hmm. under under the rug, basically. But I think this is the first time, especially because it was in Lekki, in like what I call the middle class, but in Mama would call the upper it's not class. Middle class upper but anyways, class. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <But> Eliza. <laughs> I'm crying. I, I see it as the middle class, but someone even said the middle class in Nigeria doesn't really exist. So I guess like the more affluent people, they came to basically their backyards and it mm. basically made all of Nigeria basically realize that this is not a democracy. And then I think a lot of people had so many different opinions as to how to go 
about it. So before we went for that protest, a lot of people didn't actually understand why we were going there because they gave one woman the mic, an older woman, and she she started going, oh, we should split. They quickly, Wait, like, I we should, should split what? They said, everybody should just go their own way. You're bad, Igbo. Eh, they said, During the protest? Quickly, my dear, yes. They quickly collected what? the mic from her and said, let's focus. <laughs> I was like, shit. Oh my that gosh. means people in this protest, I understand we're all angry. She brought, she brought up legit points. I feel like once, in fact, see, when she started her speech, a lot of people were confused, but we're still like angry. So she'll say something, we'll be like, yes. yes. <laughs> then she now says split. I don't know about that. Yeah. Shall we maintain focus? Shall we maintain focus? <laughs> it was really funny to see basically that just, I think they've basically achieved what they had been trying to achieve throughout this protest, which is to divide us again along lines of um, now people are talking about youth too, because that's another thing Age that came class. up because um, um, someone from you Ottawa or Carlton came out at, at the end of it and was just like, um, she feels that the youth have not been given the chance to speak um, and stuff like that. And um, she just feels like they're left being left out of a movement that even started with them. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. And that's uh, the guy was actually hugging the mic, the guy from the president of the Ni- Nigerian Ottawa association, but it's not about youth. It's not about ethnicity. This movement is about Nigeria. So whoever is competent is who we are looking for, right? Like, So I think we need to stop thinking about division because we've seen each other come together. So why are we, again, coming back to square one, Mm. you know? But yeah, so basically the Slack group, please join the Slack group if you're in Canada because we're trying to not just ourselves voting, but basically help people that are working with the grassroots in Nigeria because we also forget that they still, they also have numbers. Like we in the diaspora have numbers, but the people that are not educated, the poorer people, they also have numbers. So like while we're doing our thing here, we should still be supporting people that are going into the inlands and educating people about why it's important to vote and why it's important to not sell your votes because that's how these you know what the selling of both in her is like it has always been so interesting to me why because i'm just like i mean and obviously this is like i fully acknowledge my privilege in speaking here yeah but i'm just like somebody comes to give you food to vote for them i will collect the food but do i have to vote for them like i feel like that's it for me it's like it's like how do they know that you vote for them like that's do you true. get like I, I like that thing has always been so interesting but to me it's, a it's like thi- no it's no, a thing like, of it doesn't mean anything to them do you get what i mean because if if it's like okay i actually care about what i'm voting for by one food do you get what i mean so then i'll collect the money and still vote for what i want but if mm-hmm. i didn't want anything to start with what do I oh, lose I, from oh, it? Do you I get what I mean? mean. Oh, so yeah, that's that why they're sense. talking about sensitizing these people to what is going on and why their say, vote yeah. actually matters. Because they don't sense. care. They don't see how these thing, things directly affect them a mm-hmm. lot of times anyways. Yeah, Yeah. no, no, that definitely makes sense. Because like to me, I've just always been like, I don't understand. Like they're not standing me. They cannot actively stand behind you as you vote. Like just <laughs> collect the food and vote for whoever you want. In fact, if I was the one, I'll collect it from all of them. Oh, you want me to vote for you? Bear, bring rice. You get. <laughs> but like, <laughs> 
exactly i mean there are probably people that do that but like to me it's just always been interesting but like you actually saying that it's the fact that they do not actually fully understand or did not even that they don't understand but like they just don't care they don't really care about what this person is going to do for them because to them it's really all the same people that are putting in governments yeah, anyways yeah. then i feel like that's definitely why the need for education is very important but yeah, yeah. but talking about moving on from here like i guess this is kind of com- concluding the episode now that the whole protests have been put on a halt or maybe a stop because i saw someone tweet they said okay lagos state is stable now when are we going out to protest again? again you know um although people are saying like in good faith they can't tell anyone in nigeria to go out and protest knowing that you knowing now that your life is at danger mm-hmm. like but what do you guys think and i think it's just like kind of throwing ideas out here is the way to move forward like what is next what do you guys think i think um the grassroots initiative is definitely a good start because um especially um you know sharing the numbers of you know the senators in your you know your various constituencies and you guys people spamming them and Mm. being able to be like okay this specific senator is not um responding to my emails messages on this particular concern and like i think um at the ground level um if people are able to protest like not really protest but kind of like be more in involved in their community and know who to kind of point the blame at within their community mm-hmm. versus going all the way to Buhari. I think Where that you can't would, control. Yeah, I yeah. think that would be a very good way to start just because yeah, if, if, if you get the people at the bottom being afraid, it's going to go up all the way. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That way. yeah. So I think no, I definitely good. agree. Like I fully agree. Like the grassroots initiative is such a great idea, and I also feel like I mean I just even not like the grassroots definitely, but even just educating people in general because like I mean I don't know anything. Like I don't know the half of it. Like you know just like doing as much as you can right now to educate the masses on like the Nigerian political system in general. Like just like Nigerian political system, the options we have. Like you know telling us who is running in our whatever whatever for like local government based on something so like you know we can know what to vote for and we can even know that we can vote because i know like a lot of people do not vote in all this like local government elections Mm -hmm. and things like that so it's like you know just educating people in what exactly it is Mm -hmm. that we can do like the effects that we can make in our government and i also feel like um and this might be like ways to come but i feel like actively creating like like that slack group such an excellent idea mm. and like actively creating like other channels or other ways that like you two are interested in politics can connect and connect as like one i mean mm. and like obviously like you know people might think differently but like just like connect as almost from like a youth political party type thing where it's like you know we have a political party for the youth or like just like something that like actively represents the youth and like even if we don't want to form a political party but like mm. actively maybe have one youth or like two youth representatives in the current political parties that we have so that it's like even though like yes they might not their voices might not be heard as much or whatever it is but it's like they can get as much information or they can do what they can try to do in those parties and it's like if they fail they fail but at least like you know we have our hands somewhere like there. we do have people that like you know we know might mean well for us somewhere and yeah i don't know i really just feel like you know just actively getting the youths involved in politics like do what we can to educate them and also just like creating a political party but i say that and like the reason why i'm saying it with such um uncertain yeah yeah yeah, is because i really do not know what it would take to create one i really do not know like i don't know 
if it's even doable i don't know if it's the best idea but i do definitely mm-hmm. think just like creating like a, a huge group a political party just something that encompasses of like youths interested in making a change this nation is very important because i feel like right now there's so many people that have so many great ideas yeah and like they're just like scattered everywhere it's like a dot here dot there dot here dot there and like they're literally just scattered everywhere so i feel like kind of bringing those voices together mm-hmm. and like you know just trying to actually not hear each one but like quote unquote hear each one and see what we can make out of those voices and like you know because generally it's all for a better nigeria so yeah i think personally it's i feel like easy. that's what's next yeah that's really good i think it's fairly easy to actually create a party it's just the organization of the party and how like i guess organization of the youth party that would be an issue but then in terms Mm -hmm. of creating it there are a lot of parties i have thoughts um because okay i've seen an opinion where someone was saying rather than starting like a party and stuff like the youth need to start getting even if it's to infiltrate all these apc and pdp parties that already exist because we also saw a lot a lot a lot of parties start in um in the the last election we had was it 2019 yeah oh that's true yeah and a lot of them start and nothing comes of it because there's no visibility so what's the point so even if it's like a coalition of little parties um running ahead of 2023 but like it's just it needs to start now whatever it is needs to start now like if you have if you have a small party and you guys have similar ideas or whatever form a coalition now think about numbers because i think what a lot of the youth do in nigeria anyways is we have ideas but they're not practical like we don't have an actual know-how of how the system works because we think about it as if we're talking about the u.s or we are thinking about we're talking about the uk Mm. where it's an actual democracy as compared to Nigeria where there's a lot of dirt, which is, for example, I know we criticize our parents a lot and stuff, but they saw this coming, the massacre, before we did. They know what the government is capable of and that is our weakness. We don't. So, like, I know a lot of people were saying that we should actually get mentors, like, because I was watching um, Mr. Atedo Peterside. Um, he's the owner of... Um, a bank or something in Nigeria, Sterling, something. Sha. He Sha was he gave an interview with um, Arise TV, and he sounded so like he knows the political climate in Nigeria. A lot of us that are talking about ideas we don't know. We didn't even know that the government was capable of opening fire on us in plain sight. So education is important. So like, what, that's yeah. what I really what, feel but like mentorship is. too, what because is... education. But there's also experience because we know how mm. these things should work. But that's not what happens but the in thing, Nigeria. I think, I think, but the thing is, I think the problem with mentorship and like kind of like needing to know how things work is that it would just really perpetuate the same thing over not again. Not necessarily. I, I, I really think so. Not because necessarily. I really think so because a lot of, okay, so for example, if, it, okay, so I, I really think that if the youth knew that the military would have opened fire the way they did, a lot of people would have not come out to um, protest sites in the way that they did. So what it is, is I think that, I think that um, it's really a numbers thing. So having a, having kind of like an idea that kind of um, resonates with a lot of people enough to get people mobilized and moving, because I think if you have like, Okay, I mean, okay, so for example, um, even with um, this thing that Files is doing now, 
I, okay, this is something I had spoken, I had kind of spoken with um, somebody I know in journalism mm-hmm. in Nigeria about like, you know, kind of people trying to get people to know their constituencies and stuff like that and stuff like that. And that person who, you know, in her time when she was younger, she was also youth, like she was a an activist and stuff like that within the system. She told me that it would not work, that there's no point doing that. No, so, but you don't understand. Like the thing is, there's a difference between mm-hmm. mentorship that's not productive and mm-hmm. mentorship that is. Because we've also ag- we've agreed that knowing your constitution is mm-hmm. important and knowing how these things should work mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. But knowing how they work currently is also very important mm-hmm. because it's also a certain level of realism that you need to have to mm-hmm. actually work with people that have all this power that we have right that, mm-hmm. that they have right now yeah because it's like going against your any enemy but not even knowing how your enemy operates you're always going to be the one that's at like in the like that doesn't know of course but i still think it should kind of be like i think i, I don't know but mentorship comes- does not mean that you follow everything that your mentor says of course of course exactly but but I don't know. Even 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 with going into um even with going into like infiltrating a- APC or PDP for example, I also think that is a number stain because I think if you have a, a small small people in um kind of infiltrating those people are really just going to get swallowed up by oh, the yeah, system. So I, I think agree. with everything that's going on, regardless of what it is, it just needs to be a lot of people need to be doing it at one time because mm-hmm. if you have a few people here and there, they're just going to be swallowed up by the system. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I agree with what you're saying, but it doesn't negate that we still need to know how the system works. Of course, sure. Do you get what not, I mean? But, like, it's mm-hmm. numbers and everything. Even with the protests, like, there was a protest that we Afri- in Ottawa, Africa, Lipso called mm-hmm. that not a lot of people showed up. Like, honestly, I think it was a catalyst in getting people, people just seeing on Twitter, okay, people are going out to mm-hmm. get, but then until we came out in droves, the, um, what's his name? The high commissioner did not address us. Mm -hmm. So yes, numbers are very important, but the idea and going about knowing what to do is still important. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yes, saying that you should infiltrate NPC or APC is not saying that you shouldn't do it in numbers, Mm -hmm. that people don't have to agree. It's not saying that they should be scattered and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. People have different ideas and numbers are important, Mm -hmm. but it's also important to understand how our government has worked and actually listen, because I've been listening to both sides of like, in quotes and quotes, youth talking and the parents so god i hate saying the parents and the older generation because obviously they think we are children Mm -hmm. um but no we are taxpayers like it's just that there's a disconnect and the problem is that the people with the power are the people that are older so how are you going to infiltrate a move a a, a system when you don't even know how it works you keep coming with ideals but the system is far from ideal yeah but i think i think okay so i agree with listening and obviously trying to understand it but i think that it gets to a point where you just people have to just keep aware because it gets to a point where you become it's like you, you much, understand yeah, it to you, the you, point where you become you it as also it. also exactly. you're like okay yeah so so that's why uh yeah i mean yeah no i agree i agree with you you just that's why i say like mentorship does not mean not thinking for yourself too but it's just getting the know-how too do you mm-hmm. get what i mean like it's just 
it's not um godfatherism mm-hmm. it's the there's a difference between that and godfatherism well, i don't know if nigerians really know the difference between that. yeah but like then that's where education and stuff mm-hmm. comes in and stuff like obviously i'm also thinking ideally this is what would be best mm-hmm. and we know things don't always turn out ideal but i still see a necessity mm-hmm. for us to understand the system we're actually in mm-hmm. sure you know? sure yeah i don't know but yeah yeah so i i think that's because a lot of people are thinking these um protests were for nothing i disagree like a lot of people are aware like on a normal day we wouldn't listen to what's going on in the house of assembly but we really were aware of it now so in what they've done they've actually made us more aware and by the way the the ICC prosecutor, um, Fatal Bensuda, said she was keeping a close eye on the development. And the thing is, like, because I was speaking to someone at the last protest we went to and, like, talking about, like, international presence. Yes, for the most part, international people are not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But the ICC has previously even noted that Nigerian authorities have always hindered the um, prosecution of crimes in Nigeria, especially when it comes to their security forces, which is what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. But still, they're still going to investigate. But it takes a while. Buhari is still in power. He still commands the army. So it's a bit more complicated than what we want to happen. Because I think in people's minds, they thought once the ICC gets involved, they'll just flood Nigeria and, you know, attack them. But like that's not how it works. And we've sent so much evidence to the ICC, which is going to um, trigger an investigation, I believe anyways. But um, it's very possible that it might not be anything. But international presence and awareness is still very important so i think that all that's happened is basically it hasn't been a waste and it's just to confirm the icc is the international criminal Criminal court Court. correct sorry i didn't make that clear yeah you're right makes sense but yeah man we just thought we would do an episode basically talking about this before we you know delve onto other things but as the episodes go on we're still like in nigerian podcast and we still care about like history because one of these things also was like we need to know our history because that kind of plays into knowing how the system worked because if we knew for instance all the like the did you know about the shiites before like the shiites massacre before all of this no. exactly so if you knew the track record of our government you would know that this is not this should not be surprising to you they've done this before it's just not gotten as much media coverage so that's why i think anyways we need to understand how our government works mm-hmm. apart from like what is written in the constitution because they don't follow that do you want to do lesson from the week oh i have a good one a okay second. do it do it wait i have to just pull up my notes also why know, were you showing us your bum man <laughs> wait why are you putting me out there like that <laughs> you literally put your bum in the, fa- in the camera and no, i was like what's going on i was going standing on? up to stretch mm. like my back was like mm. please i was standing up to stretch sure. <laughs> so this week well not this week but i guess this week i realized that i mean so i have been working on myself lately and okay. <laughs> i've been working on myself lately and like you know i obviously have self-reflected found some flaws and i mean i'm perfect but i okay 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 okay. (laughs) let me be serious let me be serious but anyway so i i mean i did realize that i have like a little bit of an issue with like fully forgiving people oh my god yes (laughs) can you let me say my you're not meant to affirm that please go ahead (laughs) so anyway so my lesson from the week is essentially i learned that my standards are too high so and i don't necessarily for people 
yeah for people so and i don't necessarily let humans be humans Mm. so like i don't like humans humans so i'm like currently (laughs) learning and like i actually did like i did a whole deep dive into like myself and like you You know know, my standards are too high (laughs) like you know i'm human and i do have high standards for myself too Mm -hmm. um but yeah i have high standards for myself too and like i feel like the thing is that i've just kind of always um, I, I I don't know. It's a long story, but anyways, um, I yeah, I feel like I have really high standards for people. So I mean, I'm learning to let humans human mm-hmm. and like just let you know, like give more grace, let people make more mistakes, and like you mm-hmm. know, just kind of be like, that's okay. They made that mistake. We'll be all right. So we move type thing. So that's my lesson. Really, my lesson from this week is just to let humans be human and Sometimes, just give more yeah. grace. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, that's still not allowing room for toxicity because we don't do that. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just important to still let humans be human. But yeah, that's my lesson. Mm. Um. So I guess I started revisiting the importance of um planning as well because like okay, so it got triggered because I was watching a girl make like a what they call mood board. Um, vision vision board for next year and I was like shit people are doing this I thought we do this in the new year but then um, no like since beginning of October people have started planning their year years and it's crazy because last year I listened to a podcast where some guy was saying you should start planning your year like literally um, the last quarter of the at the beginning of the last quarter of a year start planning the next year and I made a note of it but this year overwhelmed me and I, I forgot that I actually have to also like make plans and stuff but then I also saw this girl um, that a YouTuber she she took a year off and um, just traveled and stuff and I was like oh my gosh I want to do this right Imama you're muted by the way so I was muted because I was moving okay <laughs> like I was just going to get my charger but I was just saying that that's definitely my goal that travel for a year that's my goal. Yeah, go same, ahead. same. But like, then I was like, the thing is, there's so many things that I've said I want to do in the future, but I just throw it in the future. So the future when, actually. So I actually this year, um, this week, decided to make a five-year plan, knowing that yeah. anything can happen. Let's yeah. be very honest. But if there's some things that you need to do, for example, if I need to travel for a year, where's the money? Mm-hmm. I have to have saved like at least a year in advance and, you know, just put it in the trajectory of my life and stuff Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to life doesn't have to exactly go how i expect it to but at Mm -hmm. least i have a plan so yeah it's important all these things you've been saying you you want to do where does it fit in your life just calling you guys out (laughs) thanks um excuse me i'm a planner so (laughs) okay sorry if if like you cut that sub <laughs> like excuse me fits. <laughs> but i was just going to say oh my god so like five-year plan sounds so exciting it i have is. i have like a powerpoint presentation of my five-year plan i can send so you who? a temp- template for myself well, you i present it to myself <laughs> so if you want i can give you like my template for my five-year it's plan. A template i already <laughs> planned it <laughs> You're so extra, Jesus. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to throw in some excitement everywhere you can. Yeah, it's but, actually quite exciting. Cool. When I was doing it, I was getting excited, you know. Yeah, it's fun. Really cool. I have but like yeah. a 10-year career plan. Actually, Yo. it's more it's more a money plan, to be honest. So, <laughs> so I, that have today. I, have, uh, I, have, I have a salary I need to reach by a certain year and the, the ways I need to get, go Do about to get there. Yeah. salary. So yeah. I can I actually don't, don't have a salary plan. Hmm. I don't have a plan. I just have an idea. Like, I know I have to be making a certain amount by the time I'm 30. I, have I haven't have planned money. how I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I know by God's grace. 
Anyways, yeah. Hadiza, what's yours? Lesson mm-hmm. for the week. Week. <laughs> Is that week? I'm, I'm week. just like, the memories of this week come back it can be, to me. You can pick it from any... But the memories of other weeks come back to me, question mark. Um, <laughs> let me God, you had see. two months. You had two months to think of a lesson. Uh, but I wasn't thinking of lessons. I was just going, okay. It said just vibes. Um, okay, so my lesson from the week is just keep going. It's just a Aww. statement. Mm. That's just um, that, like, uh, I guess don't give up and uh, just keep going. That's literally it. Whatever yeah. you're doing, um, trust your process and it's gonna show for you basically that's cute that's, i like that's that. good that's true all right guys we'll catch you next week with our amiibo interludes look out for us this season watch this space yeah oh my god guys i just like to throw something in there so um treat yourself this week treat, treat yourself, yourself. This week you i literally bought golden one and powdered milk and i'm so happy and oh. that's my version of treating myself, okay, so my version of treating myself i thought she said she bought gold no golden one <laughs> golden one and powdered uh-huh. milk and that's my version of treating myself uh, so it treat is yourself though because it's week. expensive in this country it's, it is it's expensive. so expensive it's a luxury item it is it actually is, is. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, treat yourself. And yeah, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Come and we'll catch you next business. week. Bye. 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 Peace out, guys. You guys, I want somebody to treat me to Doc Martin's uh, boots. Oh, no. <laughs> that one is not <laughs> treating. Yeah, <laughs> Are we your sugar daddies? <laughs> treat me to Doc Martin's. <laughs>